Okay, we are in Sefer Divrei Hayomim, Sefer Aleph, Perek Zion, Pasuk Aleph, Vilivnei Yisachar. So we are going to continue with the rest of those Shvatim. We are closing in on the rest of the nine Prakim of genealogy, and you, you have my word for it that starting with Perek Yud, we're going to go back to those beautiful stories and narratives, revisiting them in Shmuel and Malachim, with, of course, the usual variations you will find in Divrei Hayamim. And those variations, the inaccessibility, the strange meanings are so apparent even in today's pairing. So we start, for example, as a matter of fact, there is no mention in this parak that kind of wraps up all the Shvatim that we have not covered in the genealogy with no mention of Zvulun. Why no mention of Zvulun? It's a legitimate one of the 12 Shvatim. So the Radak says you have to remember that there were these very specific genealogy charts and tables and histories that each day they kept. But sometimes they got lost. Like it could be through the vagaries of exile, through Assyria, uh, through the, the battles, that they just do not exist anymore. And thus Ezra and the Anshay Knesset Hagdolo, when they're assembling these genealogies, they have nothing to start with. And that's probably what happened to Zavulin. But now we are into Yisachar. They say the reason Yisachar follows Levi is that as Levi was the teachers of Israel, Yisachar were the students. They were magnificent Hamidei Chachamim. They were magnificent learners, as it were. So Arba. He had four sons. The interesting part is Yashur is called elsewhere um, Yov. Where did he get the extra shin from? Yashuv is because he sat and learned. And that from this we learn that you cannot learn Torah. You've got to sit and study and, and, and delve into it. And this could be where the word yeshiva comes from. That a yeshiva is where you sit and where you learn and where you go through it. So he had four sons. Uzi, they were great, uh, in Tola's case, soldiers. Uh, and they give us their numbers, 23,600. They are five in all, all heads of their um, families. And this um, third son, he has uh, 36,000. He has more than the other three combined because he multiplied women and children. 
They were all valiant soldiers. Shmonim v'shiva ela, eighty-seven thousand. Hatiachshom lakol. means their genealogies were in place, were perfect. So now we go on to Binyamin, and Binyamin is a perfect prototype of the puzzlement that we have in Divrei Hayomim, because we're going to find that in Periches, there's going to be a total genealogy of Binyamin. So what is this here? They're different names. It's five psukim. Some of the Mephorshim say this isn't Binyamin, as we know, the tribe of Binyamin. It's another one of the sons. So, and there is a similarity of names. So Binyamin, Bela, Ubechar, Biyadiel, Shlosha, three sons. Uvenei Bela, Etzmon, Beuze, Vuziel, Vyurmios, Veiri, Chamisha, Roshe, Beis, Obos, Giborei, Chayolim, again, valiant soldiers. Vesyachsam, Eschim, Ushnayim, Elef, Ushloshim, Viarba. That is their Yechis. So what's the, the point? Is that maybe this Binyamin is a son of Issachar or a descendant of Issachar? A descendant of one of Issachar's sons, yeah. yeah. Because the names are different. The omissions and why now we're going to have next, tomorrow, a complete exhaustive genealogy of Binyamin. Why state it here? It just doesn't fit here. Uvenei Becher, Zimriya, Veyoash, Veliezer, Veyoni, Veomri, Veyermos, Aviyav, Anasos, Veolemis, Kolele, Bnei Becher. So some of the names are Binyamin of same thing, but that doesn't mean anything. Vesyachsham, Letolosam, Roshe, Beisavosam, Giborei Chayel, Esrim, Vyele, Fomosayim. 20,000 soldiers in all. Uvenei Yidiel, Bilhon, Uvenei Bilhon, Yosh, Uvenyomin, Veehud, Uchnana, Vezeisan, Vetarshish, Rakshachad. Kolele, Bnei Yidiel, Roshe, Ha'ovos, Giborei Chayelim, Shiva, Asa, Elef, Masayim, Yosei, Tzavo, Lemilchoma. Veshupam, Vechupim, we know he had a son, Kupim, Bnei Ir, Choshem, Bnei Acher. So let's just pause on Binyomin. Binyomin is a very interesting character in the Torah. You probably you don't even hear him say a word. His greatest mida is shtika. He's silent. Um, Midos that he could have gotten from Rachel, his mother, who kept silent um, with her sister Leah, but he's a modesty. There's a quietude. In addition, we think of Binyamin as a child, as a, as a baby, because Yaakov worries that I can't let him go to Egypt because Penyikra and son, an accident could happen to him. And yet, when Binyamin comes down to Egypt, he's 30 years old, and he's got 10 sons. So it's very interesting why we, we, we kind of infantilize Binyamin, as we're gonna see, he's a very real adult. Vishupam Vachupam Bineir Khusham Binei Acher. Perfect example now of some of the inscrutability of Divri Hayomin. So Shupim Vachupam are sons of Binyamin, Bineir Khusham Binei Acher. Son is Khusham Binei Acher. Very strange appellation. Khusham we know is the son of Donna. And that's what the Mephorshim say. Don had one son, Husham. He appears several times, very interesting, in the Midrash. 
where he, for example, when they're burying Yaakov, Esau tries to block access <clears throat> while somebody goes back to get the deed in Mitzrayim to show Maras HaMachpelah is Yaakov's Chusham, who by the way is partially deaf, Chusham goes after Esau and says what a disgrace this is to Yaakov and forces them to back down. Chusham is also, it says, B'nai Acher. B'nai Acher is a name of derision that we, for example, um, Acher is an apostate, we know. And so what are we saying here? We switch to Dun all of a sudden in the middle of the genealogy of Binyamin. Dun is famous for Avodah <coughs> It was in Dun's territory that Yeruvim sets up the golden calf. It's there that Micha uh, builds the, the Pesel Micha, we learned in Yoshua. It is Dun that is sort of the center point of Avodah Zorah when the ten tribes secede. Acher is the name given to the child of Dun. So Dun has a very rich history. Incidentally, it was fascinating, the Chofetz Chaim comments on it. When they take the first census, Dun has one descendant. When, and they said Binyamin has 10 sons with a phenomenal amount of descendants. And yet, when they take the final census in Israel, Dun is like second in number, <clears throat> while Binyamin is probably the lowest number. But the Chofetz Chaim is saying very soon is, you never know. In other words, Dunn started out with one uh, sort of uh, challenged son and becomes the largest or next to largest tribe in Israel, where Binyamin ends up as the last tribe in Israel. But that's a digression. Now, B'nai Menashe, we're going to switch to Menashe. Ashriel, Asher Yoldo, Pilad Shohar, Ramyam, mentions that Ashriel, who's concubine, uh, an Aramaic Kandra Yolda is Machir Avi Gilad, Umachir Lakach Isha Lachupim, Rashupim, Vishem Achosel Macha, Vishem Hashenit Slavchad. Slavchad is a very important historical figure, Vatienel Slavchad Bono. So we learned in the Chumash, Slavchad is the Medrash tells us was in Makoshesh Eitzim. The one who gathered the wood it was the first capital punishment case because he violated Shabbos, was put to death. Say the Mephoshim, Slavchod was a tzaddik. He purposely put himself to death. Why? Because after the Moroccan people had given hope, hope saying there was no more Mesorah, there was no more mitzvot, there was no more halacha, he showed by violating the myth of carrying outside the premise on Shabbos that there was still punishment, there was still accountability, there was still a Kaddish Baruch Hu watching you. It's a far-fetched explanation, but it's interesting. But what interests us about Slofkot, of course, is he had no sons, he had five daughters. The rule of inheritance was if a person died without sons, his um, inheritance or his possessions went, or the Nachalo, most importantly, went to his brothers or even descended further. But here, there are no sons. So the daughters come to Moshe and say, Moshe, why should this be the rule of inheritance? Shouldn't we as daughters collect 
just in the place of the sons. Moshe is even stymied. You will recall he has to go to the Kodesh Baruch Hu and ask him, what do you do? And the Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him they are to inherit as if their brothers were there. And so from this, we establish that the women of Israel have the perfect legitimate right to inherit the nachla of their fathers if there are no sons. Now, These are the children of Menashe. Their sister gave birth to those three individuals. More. Now, Vinay Ephraim, this is a fascinating case. Vinay Ephraim, she saw us, Uvered Beno, Vesachas Beno, Veloda Beno, Vetachas Beno. That would be the grandson, probably. Vizovad Beno, Vishulas Beno, Vezer, Veled, Vaharogum, Anshe Gas, Hanoldin, Baores, Kiyordu, Lakachas, Esmiknehem. We're saying that they were killed, the sons of Ephraim, when they went to Gas. Gas is Aza, is Gaza, in the Philistine territory in Canaan. And they went there, Anoldin Ba'aretz, they were in Mitzrayim, they came to take, to feed their flocks. What are we talking about? Says the Medrash, Ephraim, or parts of Ephraim, this group, left Egypt as slaves. They escaped Egypt from slavery, went to Canaan themselves, and they were killed. They were killed at the time Ephraim was still alive, still in Egypt. Ephraim had the sense of empowerment, the sense of entitlement. They weren't born outside of me. They were born in Egypt. They were the viceroy's son. So they had this outlook that this doesn't apply to them, slavery. And so they escaped, were killed. And we're going to see Ephraim is told of it. But that's not the first time they escape. You will recall after the Miraglim come, and Moshe says you're going to be in the desert for 40 years or 39 years, they decide they're going on their own to Eretz Canaan. And so that night, they take off through the mountains to Ephraim, and they are, of course, intercepted, and they are, of course, killed because the Kodesh Baruch tells them not to go. So Ephraim, we see, has a history of escaping. So in that way, Yakuas McNehem, they are killed by the Philistines. By Yisabel Ephraim, Ephraim mourns, which that's where we get the proof that he was alive at the time. Avim Yamim Rabim for many days. By Yavo Achav Lenachmo, his brothers, his fellow Shvatim, come to console him. By Yavo El Ishto, by Tarba Teleid Bain, by Yikra Eshmo, Beria, they call him Beria, Kibara, Haisab Avesel, there had been these terrible calamities in his household. Uvito They are giving you the cities that they built, both the upper and the lower, in the town of Uzon Sha'era. The Rafa Beno, the Reshef Aselas Beno, the Tachas Beno, the Adam Beno, Amiud Beno, Elishama Beno. Nun Beno. Nun is the father of Yoshua. Yoshua is from Ephraim. Yoshua Beno Shel Nun. 
Vachusa Salma Moshe Hosein Beisel of Noseha. Their Nachla is Beisel and its suburbs. Ule Mizrach to the east, Naran, Ule Marav, into the west, Gezer of Nosa, Ushem of Noseha, at Aya of Noseha. Remember, we have to include Menashe that's on the other side of the Jordan. Beishan of Noseha, Tanach of Noseha, Megiddo of Noseha, Dod of Noseha, Be'ele Yoshu, B'nei Yosef, Ben Yisrael, the sons of Yosef on there. B'nei Asher, Yemina, B'Yisrael, B'Yisrael, Ria, V'Sherech, Achosam. Now we're on to Asher. V'nei Ria, Hever, Malkiel, Hu, Avi, Birzia, Bechover, holy, that's Yaflit, Veshomer, Veshosem, Veshuam, Achehem. Uvene Yaflit, Posach, Uvamor, Asra, Ela, Vene Yaflit. Uvene Shemer, Achiba, Horga, Vehuba, Vaharum. Uvene Helen, Achit, Sophos, Vimish, Veshelish, Vaharum. Vene Sophia, Such, Vehanefa, Veshual, Vrevim Yah. Betsevahod, Veshama, Veshosha, Yisran, Uvehero. Uvene Yeser, Yafune. All the valiant soldiers, they were heads of their tribes. These were their numbers. And so tomorrow, we go back to Binyamin with a much more extensive genealogy table, which gives us the reason for saying this here wasn't Binyamin, it was one of the sons there that was mentioned, and it just happens to have a coincidental duplication of names. So in Mirz Hashem, tomorrow, we're going to wrap up the tribes. And Perech Ches, um, you will not want to miss it, 8.45, uh, don't miss it. Adkan.